When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's no doubt we all love our kids as much as we can and that our love grows with each one. But as parents with more than one child can attest, there are times when certain children may emerge as favorites in specific situations, whether because they are able to stay calm in the grocery store or be an adorable helper in the kitchen, parental bias can and does emerge. How does this favoritism affect your children? Today we're talking about showing favoritism. I'm Nancy Cohen, and this is Parent Savers. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome once again, everybody, to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the First Education Center of San Diego. Parent Savers is your online, on-the-go support group for parents with infants and toddlers. I'm your host, John O'Reill. Thanks so much to our loyal listeners who join us every time a new episode is released, and for those of you who continue these conversations with us on Facebook and Twitter. Make sure to check out our Parent Savers app so you can listen to all of our episodes wherever you go. Now, Sunny is here making noise over there. I think that was Sunny. I'm going to blame you. So now you have to tell us about all the inf- all the cool ways that people can get involved. Tell them what's up with that. Because <laughs> my mail program's opening <laughs> and like people are emailing me. Okay. Hi, everybody. So I'm Sunny and I'm uh, producing today's show. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear from our listeners. We have some great segments that you guys can be part of. We have, first of all, we just have a mailbag. It's not really a physical mailbag because who really does that <laughs> anymore? But it's if you guys send us emails, and you could, you know, ask us questions about the episodes. You could make suggestions for us. We're all ears, and we'll, we're going to read some of those on future episodes as well. So uh, we're always looking for that. You can always submit and ask our experts questions. Nancy is actually one of our experts that answers some of the questions. So please do that. It could be parenting questions, silly stuff, whatever you need. Um, and we've got a whole team of experts that can answer it, and then we'll include the question and the answer on a future episode. And uh, to John or point we have a new segment out called what up with that and it is where us parents you know sometimes you just look at your toddler and they do something and you just have you cannot make sense of it like in no universe would that actually make sense as a human being to do that and so as parents we just kind of like look at that and internally i know you're thinking it what up with that? What up with that? And so we want to hear your what up with that stories. And if you want to submit for any of our segments, you can go to our website, click on the contact link and submit that way. You can kind of type it out if you want to, a long email to us and we'll read it on the air. But what I think is more interesting is if you actually call our voicemail, which is 619-866-4775. And with your own words and your own voice, you submit it and um, just tell us your story yourself. And, you know, it'll be in a voicemail format. We'll put it on the show. And then that way 
we can share your gift with the world yes. and our parents' <laughs> savers audience. Nice. No, so, we yeah. do love hearing from you. Or have your kids like write it down for them to read and have your kids read oh, it. Oh yeah, too. have the kids. What up it. with that? What up with that? <laughs> nice. So, yeah, hopefully you guys can participate. And so tons of ways to do it. Sunny's coming up with new brilliant ways just, for every day, every moment. <laughs> you should hear what's in my brain. Nice. Uh, so today uh, we're going to be talking about showing favoritism with your kids. Um, we're joined by, in the studio by Nancy Cohen. Welcome. Thank. Thank you. Happy to be here. Hey, happy to have you. And so I'm Joner. For uh, those of you who don't know, I have three boys, an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old. And I will admit that some of them are my favorites in different situations for right. sure. Right. Like there's not a, a core, like a main favorite no. overall. It's just different situations. Yeah. No, but yes, as we deep, deep into the <laughs> no, conversation. But, yes. <laughs> <There> <laughs> but I have a but story about True that. confessions. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and then Sonny <laughs> is – The confessional here. And then, uh, yeah. So I've got four kids of my own and so I've got a five-year-old boy, a three-year-old boy and then identical twin girls who are almost two. Next week, they'll be two. Uh, and it's really tough when you're talking about twins because, mm. and, and identical twins too, because you're not supposed to show favoritism, but. You know, I, people always ask me because that is a common question. People always ask parents of twins, and which one is your favorite? Which is a horrible thing to Do ask. Really ask you that a oh, lot. Oh, this one. Yes, <laughs> I say the one that's not crying is my favorite. That's my standard line. Right. But honestly, yeah, I kind of do have a little favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never tell you who. Right. So if you're listening to this, girls, twenty years from now, mum's the word. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Nancy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today we're going to take a closer look at an app that's good for younger kids. Uh, I searched the app store far and wide for <laughs> good recommendations or at least uh, talk to my kids and see what they're playing. You know, I really do do some research and try to find some cool apps for uh, you guys because uh, I feel like apps are one of those things that you can get good recommendations or hear something. It, it's kind of hard to discover these things. Yes, it's true. So the app today we're going to talk about is called Uncolor for iPhone. Uh, it's a 99 cent app. It's from Christy Brandt Co. LLC. And... Basically, it's for it's for really young kids, and I know that these days, and uh, we we've got tons of discussion about this. But even from the youngest age, kids are getting the phones, looking at them, and so with this one, it's called Uncolor, which right away kind of intrigued by the title. And so you have sort of a black screen, uh, and don't don't mind Sunny; she's just dropping everything <laughs> on the ground over there. Uh, so you have kind of a black screen; it's got a little bit of texture, and then what the kids do is with their fingers, they wipe away. The, uh, the, the black screen, the black screen to to and picture. it reveals an image in the background and it might be in a couple giraffes in a forest. Uh, it might be a lion and they're real basic. And once they get enough of the black screen off in the front, uh, it plays happy music, happy sounds, uh, and then it goes on to the next one. And so that's really the extent of the app. And it's, but it's really cool. I think when you're looking for, Handing your phone sometimes or for really young kids playing with your phone, you don't want too many buttons or bells and whistles right. or weird things. You kind of want really simple interface. And that's what this app Uncolor is really good for. 
It's a great way to train our kids to use apps at a very young age. And leave us alone. (laughs) No, I know. And so like, right, that's the whole trick. And we all feel kind of guilty about it. And we're going to feel guilty about giving them the phone. But there's some manual dexterity stuff going on And if they don't clear it enough, they have to like get each corner and like clear off little things. So if if you're not on board with apps, then this whole – concept discussion. <laughs> this you. whole segment won't work for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if you are on board with apps, then this is a really good one to check out, especially yes. if you have young kids. I'd say like two-year-olds. Yeah. This is even good for, possibly even if you're somehow giving it to one younger than that. And maybe some people do that. Uh, so it's called Uncolor. It's 99 cents. It's worth the buck uh, for kids to be able to scratch things yeah. off. Yeah. So we'll put a link on our website so you guys can check it out. All right. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. So what do we mean about uh, like favoritism? I think that, you know, as you as you alluded to, like of my three boys, I don't have ultimately a favorite. And I mean, we always talked about um, when we had one, then our love grew. You don't have to divide the love like the love grows. Right. And you love everyone that you love everyone and the love grows and you can love people differently, but you can love them. And so we have three awesome boys and I definitely don't have a favorite, but. I do have favorites in certain situations. Exactly. So that's kind of what we're talking about. Right. And and I think that that's fair and I think that's okay. And I think that's actually can be accepted by kids. I don't think that's a bad thing because the kids themselves know that their brothers or sisters are better than they are in certain things mm-hmm. or like things better than they do. And, you know, if we try to hide that and pretend it's not true, then they think they're lying. We're lying to them right. because it's really not true. They right. know that their brother is a better cook, likes to cook. They hate cooking. So we're going to want to cook with the kid who likes it. Well, right? quite frankly, don't they play favorites too with us and mom and dad? You know, they have favorites like for different things. They'll come to mom for certain things. They'll come to dad for certain things. So this is a two-way street here. Exactly. Right? And they know how to play you too. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> so for sure. Yeah. So so yeah, there is a certain amount of favoritism. I don't like the word itself. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. Maybe that's just kind of a negative connotation. Kind of a negative connotation. Yeah. I think knowing our children and what they're good at and what like, they like to do and, and accepting that and promoting that and helping to foster that is very different. But when we start getting into favoritism and start acting in a way that's different towards one child than another, we're really negative toward one child or we're talking badly about one child to the other child, that's where I think we get in trouble. Yeah, and I think that's – I think what none of us want to do or what we want to avoid. And I think that – so how can we celebrate the ones that are our favorites in certain situations without making the others feel bad? Because we celebrate the others in the ways that they're talented or liking the situation or are, you know, easier, let's put it that way. So you're right. And kids have different temperaments. That's that's the thing that's important to recognize, too. And we have temperaments. So when you get a family together, sometimes we have a goodness of fit. So we tend to get along better with one child than the other because 
our temperaments fit better together. We like certain things. We act certain ways. And so that child we have sort of a little kinship with, whereas our other kids might be different than us. They may be really outgoing and really extroverted and love crowds, and we don't. Mm -hmm. And so that it's harder for us to kind of relate to that kid. So I think as parents, it's really important to recognize, oh, that child is very different than I am. I need to make some changes in how I see that child and really embrace who they are, different than who I am, and look at their skills and talents and really try to give them, you know, a lot of kudos for that. Right. And but and so obviously we're thinking about it from the parent perspective. Right. But from the and so and we're saying, oh, it feels like it's kind of a bad word to say you're my favorite. But from the kid's perspective, it feels kind of good to hear that. Right. That you're my favorite. Yeah. Or, or, or am I wrong? Like, oh, I think yes. And no. I mean, I, I mean, totally wrong. But like there, there's something that feels kind of good about getting some positive reinforcement from your parent. But maybe favorite's the wrong word to use. I think it's the wrong word to use because I think in certain ways, I believe that kids who have siblings want to be loved only and the best. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that's bottom line. Do you love me the best? Who do you love the best? Right. They they always ask that. Who do you love the best? And I wish we we could get rid of those other kids so you could love me only right. and the best. So I think that's kind of underlying everything. But I think if we were to say to a child, you know what, you really are my favorite. Yeah. I think. A part of them would feel like, yeah, I'm the favorite. Great. And then I think maybe part of them might feel a little guilty right. or a little bad because, mm. oh, you know, okay, then they don't really like the other kid. Could that happen to me? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's really it's, – it's, it's complicated. It's deeper than that. But that's why favoritism I think has kind of a negative connotation because we can enjoy doing certain things with certain kids. Like we might love going to a ball game with one kid. The other kids are not interested. Because he'll watch the ball game. And, and he likes it. Right. And, and he's not going to yeah. kick and cry and jump around and have temper tantrums, okay? Mm-hmm. He's a kid that's older, more ready, interested – you know, can accommodate that situation. So we love going with that kid. That's honest. That's being honest. Yeah. But we're not saying to him, oh, you're my favorite right. kid. So you get to come to the ball game. So interesting story. When I said in the beginning that my twins, I secretly <laughs> kind of have a favorite. <laughs> According to my parents, yes. um, that twin is a lot more like me when I was a kid. And I do relate to her a lot. Now, you would think twins, you know, I know it kind of sounds silly. They're identicals. Like, aren't they kind of the same? No, they're, they're really not. They have totally different personalities. And my personality when I was a child and even now meshes much more with the child that I'm thinking about that I do show – I try not to show favoritism, but I do, you know. And I, But that that's interesting to me because I'm just kind of now making that connection. You know, she's she looks, easier for she you. looks right. more like me. She, you know, right. acts more like me and – I really like myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the bottom line, I guess. <laughs> we like the kid who's most like us. Pretty simple. Right. <laughs> right. No, but it's true. You do yeah. tend to have – a, re- or you might relate more to the oldest child if you were the oldest mm-hmm. or the youngest if you were the youngest child. So yeah. I think in a lot of ways, you know, there, it's complicated because there are a lot of different reasons why we might get along with or embrace one child or have a favorite more than others. Uh, and I think we have to be aware of it. Yeah. I think we have to be honest about it and aware of it. So what happens if you're not playing favorites, but a kid thinks that they always favorites. think you're playing favorites, right? Oh, they always think <laughs> you're playing favorites. That's the thing. Cause they want everything to be equal. You know, oh, you gave him a bigger brownie. Mm-hmm. He always gets the bigger yeah. brownie. It's not fair. You always <laughs> give that to him. Right. You know, and then we're like, oh, my God, did I? Did I give him the bigger brownie? <laughs> okay, here, here, have another brownie. I want to. We want to make everything equal and the same. They feel it anyway. So I think playing into – we often play into yeah. it. Yeah. And I think if – I think 
we try not to play into it, and I think that makes things better. If he says, oh, he always gets it to say, oh, it sounds like you wish you got a bigger brownie this time. I mean, I think kind of taking the steam out of their sails, you know, yeah. it sometimes helps to acknowledge the feeling, understand. I, I understand you didn't get it today, and you wish you had. Let's uh, move on. So, yeah, empathizing is probably better than saying, like, yep, life's not fair. Oh, they hate that. They hate that. It's so true, but it's they hate hearing that. Well, and little kids can't comprehend that really. Yeah. What do you mean life's anyway. not fair? Yeah. Well, like, I'm so, keeping a score chart. Yeah, what are you talking exactly. about? Zyler just had to spend a couple of days in the hospital for um, our youngest with asthma. He came home and he got a ton of new toys from like the ER. Uh, How come Zyler gets a Star Wars <laughs> toy? Well, next time you can't breathe on your own, you'll get some toys. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. But you're right, right. All that they want is fair. Yeah. The same. They want fair, and, and the same is is equals fair. Exactly. They don't really want fair. Because they don't want if fair. If you gave them more toys, right. they'd be fine with that, right? As opposed to their. I don't brother. know. I mean, it's a little In off theory? topic, but if we give extra to like some of, to like one of them, they share it with their brothers because I think they're wanting to know that they would do that for them. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's oh, like They're looking out for each other. Lo- they look out for, for each it, other. It, well, they look out for each other. I guess it's good parenting, wow. but I, I feel like it's more like it's them against us. Like they're doing well, that. I like, know. To- <laughs> wow. You better watch out. See what happens when this goes on? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's sweet though. Wow. Exactly. Um, no, but so I heard a story um, and I read it somewhere one time about the, the dad was kind of a, a, a joker and he was kind of uh, start, starting to get older um, and his kids were older. And uh, he was on his deathbed and, like, called them each, like, into the room and, like, gave them all a note. Called them each that they were the favorite. And the note said, like, you're you're always my favorite. (laughs) Like, close the note. Don't tell anyone you're always my favorite. And then within, like, you know, a few hours after, like, he passed away, like, they started, like, comparing notes and, like, well, dad told me he was a favorite. (laughs) And then they all just started dying laughing. See? But they'd all believed it for a little bit. Like, oh, I always knew that I was it. But but then they had shared. And so then they looked at it as kind of like their dad's last laugh. Yeah, totally. But, of course, they don't want to be the favorite. But I think that kids – the story I read that the kids were getting a little bit out of it. But then they thought it was pretty funny from the dad. Yeah, totally. I think – see, I think they sort of do – I think they do want to be the favorite and they don't want to be the favorite. Right. I think there's a little of both in there. Yeah. Absolutely. When I used to work at Children's Hospital, I was in developmental services and I remember going through the waiting room where speech pathology was happening. And I remember watching a little girl who must have been about seven having a total tantrum, crying, crying, screaming, crying. And she's like, why don't I get speech therapy? It's not fair that my brother gets speech (laughs) therapy and I don't get speech therapy. I want speech therapy. And I laughed and I thought to myself, see, you know, you can never win. Yeah. Because you think, oh, my God, speech therapy. But really, it turns out that all the kids in the family want speech therapy. It's something special is what it is. It's like being in the hospital with asthma. Yeah. They don't really want to have asthma. They just want the 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 goodies. Yeah. The attention. The attention. The attention. It all yeah, comes down to yeah. attention. Yes. Yeah. And being making sure we're parceling it out the right way and right. being aware of it. Right. All right. Let's take a quick break. We'll talk a little more about that attention and some more things that we can watch out for as parents. Welcome back, everybody, to Parent Savers. Today we're talking about playing favorites with Nancy Cohen. Sunny's also here as well. And clearly, she's giving enough information so when her girls get older, if they happen to stumble across this podcast in the vast internet archive of yes, of they'll never podcast. know who I'm talking about, though. Well, you were sort of giving some clues. No, they'll know that it's the twins. <laughs> the- but I was even just saying, like, I'm not even comparing my twins to my older boys. I'm just saying, amongst the twins, I might have a little bit of a, one might have a little edge. That's all I'm saying. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what do you think? Let's talk about long-term effects, though. Like, uh, what do you think if somehow you were to play a favorite with your twins in, in an alternate universe okay. and she did know? Mm-hmm. What kind of effect would that have on her psyche growing up? Or do you think it would lead to, like, self-esteem issues or – I think it often leads to self-esteem issues or a lot of rivalry and competition with the other child or children. So and resentment. In this, yeah, resentment. Mm-hmm. And maybe they wouldn't be as close or as friendly or wouldn't tend to talk to you as much because they don't feel as validated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there can be some self-esteem issues and also pulling away um, and a lot of competition, competitive. Look at me. Look what I did. Look what I did. I did that just as well as she did. You know, So you're constantly having to validate them and say, yeah, yeah, you did. You, it was great. That was great. So, so that, looking for looking yeah. for validation, and so that would maybe be things to look for. Like if you're seeing that in your kids, that maybe that could be. Yeah, they might need more time and more validation, and yeah. and and sometimes too, we assume children aren't interested in something, or that one child is the better cook or more interested in it, and maybe the other kid is like, I really would like to do that, but I'm not sure I could be as good as my older brother. Yeah, so I'm going to step back and not do it just because I've never been asked. So I think sometimes if we bring in the other kid who might be a little shyer about it mm-hmm. and give him a chance. Then we can often see, wow, he does like it. Okay, great. He could also make Sunday breakfast. So I think that we tend to get into ruts with our kids sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we think, oh, this one's – and we keep doing certain things with them and then they get good at it and the other kid feels a little bit left out. Mm -hmm. So So if a kid takes a shine to cooking as we're kind of giving that example. So what should we do about that? Because we want to embrace that. But we want Absolutely. to give the other kids opportunities as Exactly. Well. So you want to give other kids opportunities as well. So maybe one Sunday, one kid does it. The next Sunday, the next kid does it. So you take some turns. Okay. Or certain meals are with one kid and certain meals are with the other kid. Or mm-hmm. one likes to make dessert. The other is going to like to make the pasta. You know, so I, I think you can – you know, offer variety to kids, even if one is good at something and the other doesn't seem to have as much of a uh, tendency to want to do it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do. So I think we have to allow that to happen. To not see our kids in tracks. You know, this is the kid who plays soccer. This is the kid who plays baseball. This is the kid who sings. This is the kid who paints. That sometimes yeah. there's a little bit of overlapping. Sometimes yeah. there isn't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that that kid is the good soccer player, and you have to go with that. Right. And the other kid is not interested in soccer and wants to do something completely different. But I think we tend to get our kids into molds, even temperament. You know, oh, he's always happy. Oh, yeah, he's always yeah. he's always cranky. Well, then you're not really noticing when the cranky one is happy. Yeah. yeah, and embracing that. I think that's happening earlier and earlier now too. Right. I think that we're identifying and sort of putting labeling our kids in and putting these yeah, their kids very that's in that early. box. Right. Yeah. That happens a lot with twins too, because people want to know how to tell them apart. Yeah. And, you know, and and then as a twin parent, you're almost forced in, in a sense. I don't want to play victim here, but you're kind of forced to put them in containers so other people can kind of tell them apart or get to know them a little. Well, this is the one that does this. And this is the one that does this. I get asked constantly, well, how do you tell them apart? What do I do here? What do I do? Well, she's a little bit more reserved and this is my crazy one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you you kind of are forced to do that a little bit. Right. Even if you don't really want to, you know. Right. And then kids start identifying themselves that way. Oh, sure. Too. I'm sure. And I'm the crazy one. Yeah. So then it gives them a right to act crazy because you've labeled <laughs> them as the crazy one. Yeah, you've already labeled them that. I know. So like, I'm going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that it's crazy how they can. It's sort of yeah. a self fulfilling prophecy. I know, right? It's I'll, hard not to. It's really hard not to. You really yeah. have to pay attention. You really have to pay attention to what you're doing and how you're interacting. And I think the best thing we can do for our kids is to give each of them some time. 
You right. know, I call it special time. But, you know, not not just going to the baseball game or taking them to a concert or doing something special outside the home, but even 15, 20 minutes of playtime with one kid yeah. doing something that that kid likes. So you've got the kid who's the artist. So you say, you know, let's do something. What would you like to do? Let's draw. Okay, great. Let's draw. And you close the door. Nobody else is there. It's one-on-one, one kid, one parent. And you're really giving that kid a lot of time, attention, with nobody else there. And then you do something else with the other kid the next day. So if you have one-on-one time and they get to choose a simple activity or game or whatever for 20 minutes, they feel nourished. You know, they feel embraced. They feel seen. And it's really great for parents, too, because, you know, we get to have that time where we're like, wow, you are good at Legos. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, you know, it's nice to have this time to see how yeah. good you are at some of mm-hmm. these things. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that the way to deal with the isolation issues of favoritism is the one-on-one time. But it, it, it's, it's sort of, I guess, separate but equal, which I guess is a horrible way to put it. Right. But. No, exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> you're spending one-on-one time with all of your right. kids. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, you can't, so they can't say, oh, you always have special time with him. Well, yeah. we have special time tomorrow. Yeah. You know, so so even if they think that, because a lot of times kids think things. Oh, you always take him to Disneyland. They generalize. We never go. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. never do anything fun together. Yeah. Oh, really? We just had all day at the zoo. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? Always yeah. and never for a lot of kids. Yeah, our, my, my four year old's big at that. Mm-hmm. Quinter always gets the iPad always. first. Like, no, that's not how it always. Works. <laughs> you know what? You should try at your house too. <laughs> What's that? This also helps. Kid of the day. Mm. This is the best thing that I tell parents ever, besides special time. If you have more than one child, now your kids, the two-year-olds are a little young, so I would mm-hmm. wait till they're three. Okay. But you get a big calendar for the month, and every other day or every third day in your case or fourth day in your yeah. case, a kid, the kid is special, is, is, is a kid of the day. Right. And you put it on the calendar. And that kid of the day gets to choose the thing first. Yeah. So any it, it doesn't mean the kid of the day gets to, you know, buy the car mm-hmm. for the family or, you know, say, <laughs> oh, today we're going to, you know, out to yes. dinner to what some fancy restaurant. What should we invest in today, right? dude? <laughs> exactly. Right. So the, not adult decisions, but kid decisions, things that the kids fight about. Who gets the iPad first? Yeah. Yeah. Well, who's kid of the day? Okay. <laughs> your kid of the day, you get the iPad first. You know, oh, I don't want to take the shower first. Well, who's kid of the day? They get to decide who showers whether they're going to shower first or not shower in my first. house right now with the shower and the ipad conversation like, <laughs> we I, a little promise you, I promise you your kids are eight six no and it's four? awesome yeah okay kid this of the day is, no it, it, it really works yeah i i so i heard my sister gave me a similar idea a few years ago about like when and they were on vacation whenever they would go on vacation mm-hmm. they would say that each there was a kid of the day each day, and that's the one that got to push the elevator buttons that day. Yeah. Yes. So there was no yeah. complaint. Like, exactly. That's the one. But to translate it to life, every that's day. brilliant. Exactly. Right. Translate it to every day. day. And if we did happen to go across an elevator, you're a kid of the day. Yeah. You get to do the buttons. Huh. Exactly. Whoever. Yeah. Oh, so but then anything they're going to they like, quibble about. Then they're going to be like, you didn't leave the house when I was getting <laughs> 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 showing favoritism. We didn't have an elevator <laughs> yesterday. Right. That's right. True. But the truth is, it it's tends to start to balance out after you've done it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, sometimes they do fight about it. I didn't get to make that choice. Right. You didn't. But, you know, maybe you'll make other choices today. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's a great. Tip. It's really great, and they go for it, and I don't really know why. <laughs> but trust me, I've been doing this for many years, and many families tell me, "Oh my God, that was the best thing I ever did." Oh, cool. So, so like, what about the difference between you know some children are more difficult than others? Absolutely. Um, and so the difference between the perception that because you're paying more attention to the difficult child, that the easier child might think that 
you're like them more. Right. Or, exactly. or the opposite. The difficult yeah. child may also think, well, you like the other kid better because I'm difficult and I'm bad. And, and you're I yelling at me all the you time. You yell at me. I'm yeah. always getting you know, grounded or whatever. Yeah. Sent to my room. I get a timeout. He doesn't. You like him better. So I, again, I think we have to give our children what they need. So if you have a difficult child, you, you take care of that child in the way that child needs it. And then pay attention to the other child too. So if you know that, oh, I do spend all this time on this one kid. I need to really focus on the other kid too. A lot of times that quiet kind of easy kid mm-hmm. gets left behind because we're like, thank God for yeah. the easy kid. I don't have to do anything. You know, just throw him a little food and he's fine. Yes, go, go read a go book. And- <laughs> like a right, right. Just grow up. Right. Grow so, up. yeah. So I think we have to really know that that kid might be feeling a little bit left out or not getting enough attention and they may not say anything. This happens a lot with really easy kids. They don't say, hey, mom, you know, pay some attention to me. They're kind of yeah. like, well, you know, I can just go in my room and read and that's fine. So we have to say to them, you know what? Let's do something special today or, you know, let's read a book together. Let's have yeah. a special time. Or before so, you know it, they'll grow up and they'll be acting out in – and like oh they're getting drunk with their friends early and stuff like that because they're you know they've always been the easygoing they're easy and now they think whoa yeah now is my time (laughs) right um no i mean it's it's fascinating to think about i think that the connotations of the word favorite are really interesting to think about because it's favorite's a positive thing. If you have a favorite something, yeah, it's awesome. Right. But when you talk about your kids, then it turns into a bad it's thing. It's like a really negative, and well, you don't want them to think that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're just supposed to, I guess, divide everything equally, and everything's supposed to be the same. But that's not really Mm-mm. that's hum- that's not humanity, right? I don't think it's humanity to just be like everything has to be completely equal, and we're, we're not, you know, we're not like a robot, right? You know what I mean? Our emotions aren't just like categorized and okay. But boom. we, but we really need our kids, I think, to believe it when it's coming from us that things are fair, right? You don't want your kids to think that you're unfair to them. Well, mm. I think <laughs> no, you do. That's very well, deep. Well, <laughs> sorry, right. obviously, listen, obviously, happen? life's not fair and all right. that. That's but where like, I was going with. That's no, but the I'm challenge saying. is, is that so we're human people, yeah, and we're going to have favorites, right? But it sounds like it's incredibly damaging to the kids to have yes. this perception. That we actually have these favorites. Right. So we need to. Or even if it's not a perception, if it's a reality. I mean, that we, yeah. it's real clear to everybody. Right. Because kids often think, I, I think my brother was the favorite because I was a more difficult kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask my mom. <laughs> you think she right. did? You know, fess up. Yeah. You know, she'll never fess up. <laughs> oh, I love you both the same. Yes. No. It's, but, and it's impossible to love kids the same. So when we yeah. say to kids, when they say, who do you love more? And we say, oh, I love you both exactly the same. That's, they don't really want to be loved the no. same. So we say, you know, I love you for who you are. I love you because you're the only Wendy in the family and <laughs> nobody else is like you and nobody else has your yeah. skills and talents and you're the only one in the world like you and I love you for that. Yeah. You know, so we have to kind of take it away from who's the favorite, who's the best to, you know, you're different and I love you for who you are and these are the yeah. great things about you. Our favorite answer in those situations is we always say, I think the answer is obvious. Totally puts it back on. <laughs> Who's the favorite mom and dad? I think the answer is obvious. <laughs> totally turns it around. Puts it the back dog. on. The head. <laughs> you fill in the blank and then lead them the rest. Who do you think? Yeah. <laughs> like redirect it. But no. So Christina's grandma though literally would tell her growing up that her brother was her favorite. 
Oh, really? And so how did she feel about that? Oh, horrible. It, I mean, and it's, I mean, still to this day, there's resentment and like, and, but also this very huge need to impress her grandma and right. show her, like, right. it's, it's there. So, like, I've seen it in her life, like, sort of mm. the impact. I mean, specifically that, yeah. She's Mike, trying to prove something. Try to prove it. Yeah. Right. And she, and she desperately, and she still to this day still tries to prove it. Right. So I think either way, you know, it gets kind of interesting because it kind of brings up an either or situation. A lot of times kids will try to be better and better yeah. and better and better and better and better so that they can be the favorite. Right. Or they give up and say, well, what the heck? You know, they don't like me as much. So I might as well act out. You know? <laughs> right. You know, he's the favorite anyway. So I'm not even going to try. Yeah. The whole black sheep thing. The black sheep. Yeah. Oh, those poor kids. Yeah. Yeah. So it's difficult. It's hard to be a parent. It really is, it is. hard. To just have cats. Just have cats. That's what I said. And that is the ultimate yeah. parent savers tip right there. Literally parent savers. Yeah. We'll save you a lot of emotional turmoil if you just, just. buy a cat, some litter. You'll right. be fine. It's That's so true. much easier. Well, thank you, Nancy, for the conversation and Sonny. Oh, you're um, so welcome. You know, talking about favorites. It really is a nuanced issue, but something that I don't want my kids to think that they have favorites. So better not listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Sonny. This message will self-destruct. Right. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for uh, sticking with us and listening uh, for, and for joining us today. For more information, uh, if you want to learn more about Nancy, uh, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. But we're actually going to continue the conversation for the lucky members of our Parent Savers Club after the break with a little bit of bonus content. Who knows what we're going to talk about only parent savers club members do dun, dun, dun. all right parent savers so we have a funny parenting oops story to share with you guys and this comes from suzanne and this is a good one suzanne writes my two and a half year old son was in daycare and i got pulled aside when picking him up by the teacher while playing on the slides, there was a little girl that changed her mind about going down once she was at the top. My son was right behind her along with a line of others. She proceeds to sit on my son's face, trying to push him and the others back down. Well, he bit her. You know where. The first words that popped out were, wouldn't you bite someone sitting on your face? They were not amused. <laughs> Well, Suzanne, I'm amused. Um, thanks so much for sending this in. We really do appreciate it. If you guys have a funny parenting oops you'd like to share with our audience, we would love to feature that on our show. And we have a new way that you can submit for segments like this. So you can go to our website at newmommymedia.com and you will see a great little box on the side of our website. And that's how you can send us a voicemail. So click on that and you can actually just use the uh, mic on your computer and send it straight through the internet to us and then we will take that and we'll put it on a future episode. So again, Suzanne, thanks so much and we hope to hear from your parenting oops stories. We hope to hear from you guys very soon. That wraps up our Parent Saver show for today. We appreciate you listening. Don't forget to check out our sister show Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, the boob group for moms who breastfeed, twin talks for parents of multiples and newbies for those going through it for the first time. This is Parent Savers, empowering new parents. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. 
While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.